0: Welcome back to Jamie D and Big Newt. I'm Jamie D'Amico. He is Big Chris Newton. And we are coming at you as we do every other week in the offseason, weekly during the season. We talk everything Buffalo Bills. And this episode, we are going to talk about the games that are coming up on the Buffalo Bills schedule that we are most looking forward to in the 2022 season. I'm I'm, I'm fired up for this, buddy. You know, the schedule release, it's fun, but man, here we are talking about it. In the meantime, though, Big Newt, how you doing? How are you doing?
1: Man, I've seen better days, man. Um, you know, I'm still kind of bummed about what's going on in Buffalo, um, and we don't have to go in depth on it. I mean, we all have our feelings. I know you and I have been texting And I appreciate you checking on me as of some of my other friends. You know, hey, New, how you doing? Um, Because we are both attached. You being from Rochester, I'm from St. Louis, but we're all attached to Mm -hmm. Buffalo because that's our NFL team. I've received so many calls. And uh, and I'm like, honestly, I mean, I've only been to Buffalo, what, three times my whole life. (laughs) But because we're Bills fans, we are attached to it. And so – Once again, prayers go out to the families of the people who lost in that tragic tragedy, that terrorist attack. Uh, Make no bones about it. That's what it was, a terrorist attack on the grocery store that uh, we lost 10 lives. And so uh, that cowardly act, what's more to the point of it, I guess, is you're gonna have idiots out there in the world? I get it. This is a society we live in. For the life of me, I don't. I, I'm all for people uh, having arms and being able to protect your family. But why is it assault rifle military grade? I don't get it. Uh, why does the 18 year old kid have that? Um, and also, don't don't say that this kid has mental illnesses. No. Because you're insulting people who really have mental illnesses. This dude Mm -hmm. carefully planned, he's uh, surveyed the place. Uh, This was a planned terrorist attack. And I'm not, I'm going to beat the drum on it until the day I die. And, um, but what's more concerning is the fact that how the police reacted to it is probably more damning. Um, And this is why Colin Kaepernick took a knee because of the discrepancy and disparities in essentially police brutality towards African-Americans versus a terrorist who was taken alive and walked out of there unscathed, not a scratch, didn't throw him on the ground or anything, where an African-American person could be innocent, jaywalking, get a traffic ticket, and perhaps lose their life. So for everybody who's listening to my voice who didn't understand why Colin Kaepernick was respectfully taking a knee during the National Anthem, that's what the first thing I thought of after I uh, gave prayers to the people who lost their lives. That's why he took a knee.
0: The thing that concerns me, if I may, is when you talk about that, um, I always worry about Jalen, your son, He's a big kid coming up on his teen years. I don't want—he's one of the best kids I know—and I don't want him to be mistaken for somebody who's making trouble or committing crimes just because of how he looks.
1: And and that's—and I appreciate that, man. And and Howard and Jeremy—I listen to them every morning. You know that they talked about that, you know. And I have to have conversations with Jalen. That you, you know, if you and your lovely wife ever, you know, have children or whatever, that you don't even have to think about having with your son. And, and that's kind of part of it, too. But, I, I mean, I digress. I appreciate it, man. But, yeah, I feel like right now we all need to have empathy. And, and once again, I've only been to Buffalo three times. I mean, you're from the area. I mean, obviously, you're Rochester, an hour and a half away. But you're from that area, so we're tied to it. And it's like mm-hmm. when you turn on the national news, it's like, oh, Buffalo. Just like, you know, you feel a certain way when that incident happened in Charlottesville. You know, although mm-hmm. we're a couple of hours from Charlottesville, where we're both uh, at now, it's like, ooh, looks what's going on in Virginia. Is that how y'all doing in Virginia? And I and <laughs> I'm like, no, like it's wonderful people in Virginia. That's nowhere near represents anywhere where I live or people I know. And I will say the same thing about Buffalo. I mean, I met you and so many other wonderful people from Buffalo. And it's like, now it's like, yeah, Buffalo, this is what happens. And I know that's kind of ignorant, but once again, if you're from halfway across the country, then you don't understand, like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's weird, you know, like people Mm -hmm. just generalize
0: it for no good reason. So I think I just want to sum it up by saying this. I hate that this happens. And I think everybody can agree that it happens too often. I don't have the answers. I, I don't know what would make this stop, but this is the only country in the world where this happens with this kind of regularity. Or I will say this is the only con- the only first world nation globally where this happens with any sort of frequency. Let's figure it out. To the people in charge, figure out a way to stop it. I don't I don't have I don't have the answers, but if it's not happening everywhere else, Maybe we can look at what they're doing to stop this from happening, and maybe we can do something here. Anyway. Yep. Back to the Buffalo Bills. This is this show is not about politics, but when something like this hits so close to home, you have to address it, and we all have feelings on it. And you know what? Our feelings are just that. They're our opinions. Just like what we're about to discuss, which is The games in the Buffalo Bills' upcoming schedule that are the most exciting to us as individuals. And we're going to tell you why. So, Big Newt, how are you feeling about that topic?
1: Let's go, man. I like the transition. Good job. Good,
0: Come on. (laughs) Thanks, buddy. (laughs) So, let's talk about what has the Big Newt revved up right now. Okay. You're you're going to sit down in your boom-boom room, and you're going to... You're going to fire up the TV. You're going to get in your comfy chair. You're going to have your snacks, your beverages, obviously your Tito's. Mm -hmm. Which is the one you're just chomping at the bit to see?
1: The first one, well, it it probably won't be in the boom, boom room. The uh, the two games I got my eyes on is the first one, October 2nd at Baltimore.
0: Aha. Going Uh, to that one.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're going. We're gonna get yes, the bus, we are. <laughs> we're gonna go as you know, DC Bills backers, man. We're gonna make the pilgrimage up ninety five and go to Baltimore, and hopefully we can get some redemption from the last time we went up there because that was a that was a uh, <laughs> butt whooping. So and it was raining and nasty and everything else. So uh, I'm looking forward to the Baltimore game, man. I know Baltimore's gonna have us circled on the calendar. Uh, they're gonna want some get back from last. Uh, when we beat them in the playoffs, Lamar Jackson threw the pick six. So I'm sure they're gonna be looking forward to us. They're looking probably going to be looking at us, uh looking up at us in the standings and gonna to want to knock us off in front of their home crowd. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing uh Lamar Jackson versus Josh Allen October 2nd and being in the building, man. ML uh MNT, MT Bank Stadium. I mean, mm-hmm. so
0: yeah, I mean I'm looking forward to that. I can't wait to go to that game, to be honest with you. The weather can't be any worse than it was the last time we went. I've never sat through so much rain. It was the opening game of the season. Nathan Mm -hmm. Peterman starting, and it was like 55 degrees with driving rain like I've never been in in my life. I wanted to leave at halftime, but I couldn't because I had taken a bus. (laughs) (laughs) and that's why i drove my friend i left at halftime i couldn't do it dude i listened to the
1: rest of the game on the radio i had to get out of there so
0: i spent the rest of the game on the concourse Mm -hmm. and then tried to sneak into luxury boxes
1: (laughs) but it was was just
0: terrible yeah, we're, we
1: probably won't drive this time. We'll probably take the bus up because I think we're going to get them. I mean, I know we're going to go through the schedule in, up later on and give predictions, but I feel good about this. I feel good about every game on our schedule, honestly, but I feel good about us uh, getting Baltimore, man. I'm looking forward to it. So.
0: All right. Well, my first game that I'm looking forward to when it comes to chronological order, the opener against the Rams. Okay. Can you believe that the Bills are opening the season on Thursday night against the Super Bowl champs? We're are you be kidding me? player, man, that's gonna be awesome, man. I mean, they make such a big deal out of this game every season, and it's always teams that. It's the Super Bowl champ against a really good team. They start off with live music. They spend the entire day hyping it up, if not Mm. like the entire week hyping it up. It's all over television. It's all the media is talking about, no matter where it is. Because when we are stuck in the offseason, we all, as football fans, do nothing but look forward to the opening week. And you know what? We're getting our opening game a couple days before the rest of the league? Oh, come on, man. I, I mean, and this is the other thing about this. In addition to, as you said in the last show, the pomp and circumstance that comes around it. This is the Super Bowl champs that everybody insists that the Bills would have beaten. Hmm. So let's find out. Let's do it. We know the Rams are a good team. Matthew Stafford is good. They've got great receivers. So... I'm looking at the matchups. Is Trey White going to be back and better than ever? Is uh, Kyrie Elam going to be worthwhile? Will the Bills be able to stop the run? Will uh, the Bills be able to move the ball against that tremendous Rams defense that has uh, uh, Aaron Donald in the middle? I mean, the matchups in this game alone are... Made for Hollywood, and there they are, going to be playing out in L.A. I, I just I couldn't be more thrilled about it.
1: Are you going to take out a second mortgage on your crib and
0: perhaps go to the game? No, not a chance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know it's going to be a hefty dollar. I know everybody's looking um, at the schedule, seeing picking what games that they want to attend and go to. I was actually talking to uh, – He's a big Bills fan. One of the uh, Jalen's teammates this weekend. He's all every every time we play a game on the weekend. He always got Bill paraphernalia on. I told him I shot him out. His name is Steve Isaacs, and I was like, "Where are you from in Buffalo?" He said, "West Side." So I mean, I'm not really <laughs> particular about all of that. So I was like, "I guess everybody would know what that means." But yeah, my buddy Steve Isaacs, man, and we were talking, and he's he thinks we're gonna go. Uh, like only lose like ten, two games. So he think we're going to go 15 to two uh, this season. Ooh. But he's like, I got season tickets. I go to all the games and even the away games. And I'm like, well, what about your son? Ain't he going to be playing football in the fall? Because that's how I think. Like, I don't. I don't miss Jalen's games, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's why I haven't seen Notre Dame play in years. And he was like, nah, man. He was like, I'm going to Bill's game. I leave on Friday, come back Monday, man. Every like, oh yeah. Well, I just, that's why I'm here in the spring. Come to games in spring, because I'm gonna miss all of them in the fall. And he's he was like, skips you wanna come to kids' games? Yes, man. But then he was like, Man, you wanna <laughs> come, man? You know, I got some extra tickets. You wanna come? And I'm like, man, no, nah, man, I can't do that, man. I gotta be here for my son's game, man. But I was like, Yeah, we'll hook up like you like I said, maybe we Go to baltimore and stuff and have a cocktail or whatever but yeah he's a great guy and stuff man but it, yeah man he was very optimistic i know i'm getting off the subject a little bit but i had to say this he was very optimistic about our season like i said 15 and 2 and i was like well i don't know about 15 and 2 man We know brian Dable, man and he, this is what he said and this is what got me thinking and he was like, yeah, but we have, you know, continuity everywhere else. And at this point, Josh Allen, does he even need an offensive coordinator? Like, it doesn't matter. Uh, Ken Dorsey, it it doesn't matter what he calls because Josh Allen going, to you know, ad-lib and make a play out of nothing. And so I was like, you know what, you right, man. So I, I know once again we're going to do the preview and I'm going to up my win total. So be looking out for that. But yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so you've been swayed by your friend. I, I've been swayed, man, because I know I know you're gonna lowball me, and so I'm like, yeah, I, I don't <laughs> know, I might I might go all in a little bit, man, because I like he right, man, Josh Allen, if he plays well, I mean, he can beat almost any. I I can't see anybody on the schedule. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a loss for sure. I mean, obviously, I know we're not gonna go 17 and 0, right. But yeah, I mean, if he stays healthy and play like he been play, especially towards the second half of the season, yeah, I could see us doing some good things,
0: but we're, we're going to hold off on that. Well, that's one of the reasons that there's some games that really excite me this season, because you can make a case for the Bills winning. As you said, they're not going to win every game, but you can make a case for them having a chance to win every single game, no matter what. In, in fact, right. At this point, the Vegas odds makers aren't making the Bills an underdog in any game on the schedule. They're even with the Packers, and they're even with one other, according to Vegas, but they don't have the Bills as dogs in any of these games. Right. What? Yeah, but
1: wasn't it similar last year, though? I mean, because I remember us talking about it to where if we keep winning and do what we're supposed to do, we're never going to be underdogs. And so I guess you're going to be like, well, if anybody keeps winning, they're going to be, you know, and then they're going to be favorite. And I'm like, not necessarily. necessarily true. That's not necessarily true. You know what I'm saying? If you look at each game individually, you got you to gotta look at each game as an individual thing and not but what happens the week before. So mm-hmm. if you look at each game as a 17 standalone games, there's no team on here that I can see us being an underdog to realistically.
0: Right. Uh, The other one is the Chiefs. I looked it up. So the Chiefs and Packers, uh, the Bills are even with at this point. So what is the next game you want to discuss that you are looking forward to? Okay. And so the next game, going back to my boy uh,
1: Steve Isaacs, I'm like, you know what? I came home. I told my wife, I was like, man, look, it would be a fun weekend to go to New York the end of October, that Saturday, the Notre Dame fighting Irish plays Syracuse Orangeman.
0: Then Ooh. that Sunday
1: night, Sunday night football, Buffalo hosts the Green Bay
0: Packers. Oh, damn, what that would be a weekend.
1: Would be? Oh. What would weekend that will be, right? And so, I'm thinking of Steve Ives. I'm like, man, he going to miss all his son game. Maybe I got to miss Jaylen's game one weekend. That sounds like an awesome weekend, man. And I haven't done that since it was – oh, my God. It was Notre Dame played Pittsburgh on that Saturday. And then uh, Notre Dame played – I mean, uh, Buffalo played the Steelers in Pittsburgh the next day. Mm-hmm. i haven't had a weekend since that and so I, it's slipping me what year that was once you get towards 50 all the years start to run together um <laughs> but yeah that was an awesome weekend and i'm sure it was more the the kids was younger and i was able to do that but um yeah I, I hope to be able to do that man i'm looking forward to it i would love to see aaron Rodgers. um Sunday night football, people going to be drinking all day, man. And then that night, just go in and act a fool and beat up on Aaron Rodgers. Because you remember last time Green Bay came to Archer Park, we got, I think we came out with a win. We beat Aaron Rodgers.
0: Yes. Um, that was, was the a- Bakari Rambo game, wasn't it? Oh, no, that was in uh, Green Bay.
1: Yeah. And so... uh and so yeah, I just think it'll be uh, a good game, a great weekend, see Notre Dame and Buffalo one weekend, two good games. So yeah, that's my second one.
0: And let's call it like it is here. Aaron Rodgers is one of the best ever. Yes. To see that kind of to see that kind of talent in person. Right. It's an experience. When I saw Tom Brady last year, I was like, wow, this is you i this is something where i can tell i'm in the presence of greatness yes and i'm appreciating it even though it's tb12 who ugh, that guy right
1: <laughs> and it, but that's the thing no man it, you have respect for your opponent and and that's one one thing i've always done i cannot not like you but i can respect you and that's how i felt when we went to uh when we went to Buffalo, uh, New England game a few years back remember when I was on the field and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was like, yeah, I mean, I only stayed there for a half because Tom Brady tore our butts apart, you know? And I was like, yeah, I can't do this. So I just sat in the car the rest of the time, but <laughs> I enjoyed the game for, I was like, man, this dude is awesome. Like he, mm-hmm. this is bananas. That was the game. I think that Gronk cheap shot at uh, T white. Yeah. Yeah. That was that game. So, uh, but, yeah, I respect the hell out of New England and what they did. I wanted to beat them, and now I'm glad we're in a situation where we're just knocking them off now, and that's what I look forward to this season. But, yeah, you can respect your opponents, man. I mean, you could not like them and still respect them, and I respect Absolutely. the hell out of them.
0: You know? So the other game that I'm really looking forward to is week two of this season. Can you believe I'm I'm busting out my two favorites on the schedule in the first two weeks? But that will be Monday night against the Tennessee Titans in Buffalo with a 7.15 Eastern starting time, which is absolutely wonderful Mm because then I can go to bed at a reasonable hour. But the Bills have a bit of a Titans problem in my Mm -hmm. mind. So this past season, the Bills lost 34-31, They allowed Tennessee to score 17 points in the second half of that game to take the lead. And then the the Bills basically, they they lost on the three-yard line. When they tried to do a quarterback sneak, Josh Allen's feet come out from under him. He goes down, game over. So, in that game, Derrick Henry ran for 143 yards. He averaged 7.2 yards per carry. Ouch. Mm Yep. So I know, that they, uh, I know that the Titans have traded A.J. Brown. Julio Jones is a free agent. They haven't brought him back. So you have to wonder what their passing game is going to look like. However, Ryan Tannehill is a solid middle-of-the-road quarterback. And we know Derrick Henry can run the ball with the best of them. We, we know this. Two years ago, the Bills got absolutely destroyed by the Tennessee Titans. 42-16. It was so ugly. That's the game that kept getting rescheduled, right? Yep. We didn't even know we were going to get to play that game. Right. The Bills just didn't show up. Malcolm Butler had two interceptions. Um, He returned them for a total of 97 yards. The Bills actually kept Derrick Henry mostly in check, giving up only 57 yards on 19 carries. They mostly kept Brian Tannehill in check. He threw for under uh, under 200 yards, but he still had a rating of 129.3. Buffalo's defense just didn't show up. They turned the ball over, and that was probably the Bills' worst loss of that season, maybe Maybe you could say the Kansas City game was worse, but you know the Bills obviously rebounded after that. I'm looking forward to this game because, to me, this is going to tell me what the Bills are made of against a team that they have struggled with over the past couple of years. Can they shut down that running game? Is Daquan and Jeff Settles going to be helpful on that internal uh, defensive line to slow Derrick Henry down? I mean, I I need to see this. I need to see this so I can see what the bills are made of early in the season, and then that's going to really affect how you feel about the rest of the schedule. Does that even make sense to you? No, it makes perfect sense. I get it. You know,
1: it's one of those things where it was like Kansas City last year you want to Mm -hmm. be able to see can we do it and we beat them in the regular season and then uh you know we all know what happened in the playoffs but you you want to be able to get the monkey off your back and that's one of those games and it's early Mm -hmm. on and it's in primetime so i understand where you're coming from for
0: sure with that consecutive primetime games who would have thunk and then there's going to be two more nationally televised games back to back when the Bills go to Kansas City to play the Chiefs, and then the following week host the Green Bay Packers. So neither of us selected that Chiefs game.
1: I was looking at that game, but we beat them last year. I mean, I I don't know. And like I said, I guess I'm looking at the games I'm wanna, I want to, I circles that I want to go to. But that is definitely going to be a big game in mm-hmm. Kansas City. But if you look at that, then what about Pittsburgh? Well, why is that a big game? Because
0: they beat us at the of last year. Yeah, the Bills played a poor game, and the Steelers don't have a QB this year. Oh, oh, oh! They don't have a quarterback. No. <laughs> you don't believe it, but man, dog, no. you don't. No.
1: Oh my gosh! Oh nah, my Mitch God.
0: Trubisky and a rookie, nah. You don't believe in Mitch? I don't. Does that hurt you?
1: It don't hurt me, but, man, I think that's kind of a hot take. I mean, people are very optimistic about Mitch. Uh, I I don't think the Steelers, man, they're a very well-run organization, so I just don't think they need much to succeed. And I think that, like, yeah, Mitch Jabinski mess around and take them to the – I ain't going to say the playoffs because they're in a tough division, man. Yeah, Baltimore is gonna be good. Pittsburgh's gonna be decent. Since he went to the Super Bowl and then Cleveland with Deshaun Watson, yeah, I mean those gonna be four. I feel like, how about this? All four of those teams can have winning records, Mm-hmm. or at least yeah. five hundred. I mean, yeah. you argue that they're what the best that the best division of football is between them and the AFC West.
0: I I would say that definitely it's between those two divisions.
1: Yeah, so uh, I don't think I think Mr. Trubisky's gonna have success in Pittsburgh, man. And it ain't it ain't just solely because of him. I think it's because it's the organization. So Where you Deshaun think he's gonna Watson.
0: have like Go a, like a Ryan Tannehill thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see
1: that. Yeah, <laughs> it's more about the organization to me. You know what I'm saying? Like that's why Cleveland. I think Deshaun Watson's a wonderful talent, but I mean it's Cleveland. But I probably would have said the same thing two years ago about Cincinnati, and they went to the Super Bowl <laughs> with Joe yeah. Burrow and what's uh, the name ever see. Like so, uh, we had to see, man. But no, I,
0: I definitely would think that Pittsburgh gonna be in a running for the playoffs. Uh, well, that's that's it. I, I mean, I, I could see that. I could see Trubisky coming around. The Steelers do have some holes on that team, but. They're they're always competitive. And did you see that Doug Whaley is uh, interviewing to become their general manager? I did not Bills see game? that.
1: Really? Yeah, he's
0: he's Go interviewed uh, twice with them now. He's gone through a second round of interviews to be the GM. Oh wow! Okay, because
1: wasn't he in uh, USFL or mm-hmm. or he was in one of those leagues being the GM? It was either USFL or that fan league or something with uh. With uh Johnny Manziel and uh Terrell Owens, I guess maybe he was in one of those
0: leagues. So. He was, and yeah. he uh, he began his career in the personnel department with the Pittsburgh Steelers before he was hired in Buffalo as the assistant GM under Buddy Nix. Didn't have a great amount of success with the Bills as the general manager, uh, but you know the thing is, I how many people were. The best they could be in their very first job. Exactly. Sometimes you, sometimes you learn from your first job, and you do better the next time. He had a good eye for talent in Buffalo. What he didn't have a good handle on was roster construction. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that there was there were too many chefs in the kitchen, and right. that I, I think the organization was it was a little messy at the time. Uh, but you know, he could. He could wind up being a, a good general manager in a second go around. And I, I wish him luck, just not enough luck to beat the Bills ever. <laughs> ever.
1: <laughs> exactly. Let's can we go back real quick I want to touch on something that you talked about as far yes. as the prime time games. Why is I know as far as we have five primetime games, and that it was like 12 other teams that had the same number. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, do you distinguish primetime games from nationally televised games? Because I didn't, because we were like, and you mentioned it. When we play the Chiefs, that's going to probably be the national televised 4 o'clock game. Mm-hmm. All right. And then when we play Detroit on uh, Thanksgiving, that's a nationally televised game. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was like, well, why you don't include those? Like, I, didn't under, I don't understand that. Like, to me, that's seven. Like, the whole, you know, country's going to be watching us. Um,
0: well, primetime, typically there are no other competing games. Right. Um, and then nationally televised, those can get preempted by lo- local markets.
1: Well, I I was talking more so about Thanksgiving, clearly. Right. That's what I'm saying. I was talking more so about the Thanksgiving game because no other game is going to be at 1230 on Thanksgiving.
0: Well, primetime refers to after eight o'clock, right? Yeah. Yeah. By mm-hmm. definition, so I I don't know. It's I, I don't have any strong feelings toward it.
1: No, no, I didn't want a definition. I'm just saying as far as everybody like, oh, we got five games. And I'm like, nah, you ain't like us. We're going to be on TV Thanksgiving at 6, and everybody going to see us against the Chiefs. And then at the end of the year, if New England is just decent, they're going to flex our game to Saturday at the end of the year.
0: The same you with know? the Dolphins game.
1: Yeah, so I mean – I don't know. I think we're going to be on TV a lot more than a lot of people. So I'm excited. But, yeah, by definition, I realize that, yes, prime time is like the 7 o'clock and later slot. But I don't know. I just – to me, I'm happy that we're going to be on Thanksgiving against Detroit because playing on Thanksgiving is wonderful, you know. Mm-hmm. And the Kansas City, man, I, everybody in the world going to be watching the Kansas City Bills game. Come on. You yeah. know,
0: so I don't know. I, I, I just that's must-see that TV. It. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Most of the country's is going to get that game. And truth be told, I, I don't actually even care if the Bills beat the Chiefs. It's the regular season. It doesn't actually mean that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, as long as they can beat them in the playoffs, I, I don't care how that game comes out. Of course, I want the Bills to win every game, but I'm not going to lose any sleep if they don't. Um. Quick question. Okay. Do you prefer primetime games over 1 o'clock starts? <sighs> I'm on the fence
1: with this because it's like I want to hurry up. Like, I don't want to sit around all day and wait for it. I'm like, let's just get it over with. Like, you know, it's kind of like in the playoffs. When the playoffs start, it's that, what, 12, 1 o'clock game on Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. Just, I'm like, get along, get on with it. I don't want to wait till Sunday night and play. I want to be that first game on Saturday. Um, it is nice to be prime time. Um, and so, you know, everybody's watching per se, but I mean, yeah, I mean, as far as my day and my personal day is concerned, it's probably better at one o'clock, except for the Rams game. Rams game going to come on Thursday. So I'm, right. I'm going to enjoy that. But when we play so, Sunday night, Monday night, I'm be like, uh, uh, I'd rather have to just play at one o'clock.
0: I would rather not have to stay up late. To watch football i I think i prefer the sunday afternoon games but at the same time occasionally during the football season when i'm given a sunday afternoon back i'm like oh this is different (laughs) so so i will enjoy that
1: yeah it's it's pros and And plus i like like you said i like the fact that everybody's going to be watching us. i guess but you're right like that when we play Green Bay eight twenty, that's gonna be <laughs> the Rams Thursday night. Like you know, you ain't gonna get to bed at one o'clock at night. So, and I mean one o'clock in the morning.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: anyway, <laughs> for us old folks, all you young people listening to us, y'all don't know nothing about this. It's for us old folks,
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, re- remember closing down the bars on weeknights and then still making it to class or to work the next mm-hmm. morning. <laughs> oh, man.
1: Oh, to be young again, where you can operate like on two hours worth of sleep, hungover. Yeah. yeah.
0: It'll take me a week to recoup from that now. So, do you want to talk about uh, the rookie minicamp? Yeah, let's talk about it, man. Let's get into it, man.
1: How all great right. is it to have all our rookies
0: signed and, and rookie minicamp on Friday, man? Ain't that wonderful? I I like how that went down this year. And mm. I particularly like two players, which I'm looking forward to seeing as things progress. I, I think Kair Elam is going to be a good starter. But James Cook and Khalil Shakir, I'm looking forward to watching those guys. And by all accounts, they looked pretty good. Obviously, they were going up against some non-roster invitees, uh, mm-hmm. who were invited to try out. So they should be much better than those players. But right. at the same time, eh, you know, some decent reports came out about them, and I like it. And
1: you know, this time of year, it's always going to be positive. They want, they're want they never going to, you know, say too many negative things. Uh, and what can you really say when you're in helmets and shorts? But Sal Capacho said Elam looks like walking on the field he looks like davis white you know just Mm. swag you know how the bravado how he comes in and and i feel like you need that as a number one corner and there's a good chance he might be our number one corner going into the rams game we got to be prepared for that uh once again sal capaccio talked about it they're probably not going to give us a timeline and i don't expect them to because when you start giving timelines, people set expectations towards said timelines. Mm-hmm. And so, in my mind, if we get T. White back, I mean, I I, I just want Travis White to get healthy. And so, if that takes the whole year and he comes back for the uh, playoffs, I'll take that. Mm-hmm. I'll take that. I just want him to be 100% in this behind, though. Uh Obviously, if you know we would be a better team with him in the uh in the star lineup, and I just think if Elam you know it's gonna be some bumps and bruises, it's gonna be some you know a learning curve, but if he becomes what we think he's gonna come, we're gonna have a nice tandem with uh Travis white healthy, and so he they're saying he looks the part the next person is James Cook, yeah. People are raving about and Once again,
0: it's in helmets and shorts. I get it. But it's certain things
1: you can see.
0: We Go have ahead. to temper the expectations and even the language that's used because of what it was. He, w- he wasn't even going up against real competition.
1: But I'm going to tell you what, man. Sometimes you can just see when people walk. Mm -hmm. You could just tell an athlete, I mean, and they're saying the way he cuts and changes directions. Once again, it's against guys that might be working at the grocery store next week. Okay, we get that. But there's certain things you can see, and and people are raving about him, man. And I mean, would you say, would it be a hot take to say that he's going to be our number two running back come uh, St. Louis Rams game?
0: No, I I think that's probably the expectation. And the thing about him in the little bit that I've seen a video from that practice and what was discussed is he's smooth and a natural pass catcher. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about how the Bills needed receivers. Well, you don't necessarily have to draft somebody at the wide receiver position to improve the pass catching of the team. He's quick. He's fast. He runs like a receiver. And I think you're going to see that from him.
1: Yeah, I remember you talking about that, man. So, yep. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, it, once again, it's good to have all your draft uh, picks in camp. Uh,
0: no holdouts,
1: right. nothing crazy. Everything's just smooth sailing, man. I, I like that this time of year. Yep.
0: Yeah. Well, buddy, I think now is probably a good time to wrap her up. What you What are you thinking? Once again, man, we're thinking about
1: Buffalo. We love you, man. Hey, hey, hey.